Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. It's good to be back with you, making more podcasts consistently now. I just went through a lot of awesome changes. I got married, starting our family, moved, and wrote another book and really worked on the proposal. And I'm excited to bring on a lot of new guests. As anyone who consistently listens to the Mystical Motherhood podcast knows, I'm constantly bringing on guests to, to ignite your soul and to, to give you different ways to approach spirituality, mysticism, religion, um, in order to positively affect your family, your life, yourself, your soul, your traumas, and your specifically your children. So just beyond also bringing on guests about fertility, pregnancy, conception, postpartum, and motherhood, I like to bring on mothers a lot to talk about their soul's journey and how they found God in their life. And this guest today has a beautiful story, uh, finding Jesus uh, post, you know, yogic history. It was it was incredible to listen to, and I really didn't know much about her journey. I knew her from the past and I, you know, had a ping, I guess, to just reach out to her and have her share her story of how she has really grounded in her life and found something brand new and beautiful and such a deep connection to the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ and God. If you have any questions for me, you can email me at mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com. If you'd like to work with me privately, you can contact me there or on Instagram and Mystical Motherhood or at Pratamatma on Instagram too. If you like this podcast, please leave a five-star review. It really helps. Any comments, any questions, happy to help, happy to answer them. Enjoy this podcast and have a beautiful day. All right. So uh, my name is Misha and I am 49 years old and I'm a mother and I have a one daughter. She's 13 years old and I'm a single mom right now. And my story, <laughs> it's a, you want me to share about coming to Jesus. Is that right? Well, yeah, but I also like you had a hard time with your partner and then you kind of because of the hard time with your partner. So we met in the Kundalini world, you know, and I was having a hard time post my partner the same moment. And we were like bought, like having an um, hours of experience around that same experience. Right. Yeah. And um, I do think when you meet the wrong partners, they tend to take you, even if it's not them, it's like their energy takes you down paths because you're desperately searching for something that can fulfill you internally when you're not being fulfilled. When you're not f- fulfilled in, in general, then you find the wrong partner. And yeah. then that just, you think that person's going to like answer it and it doesn't. So tell me a little more about that. Yeah, I definitely was on a search for... um not only contentment and fulfillment, but just the truth. I I was seeking truth in the world, like what's going on in this, on this planet. (laughs) And um, what is the truth of, of who we are just as a, as people. But but I also was seeking um, a healthy, loving relationship. I was, that's what I was seeking a healthy, loving, solid, secure relationship with myself, with a partner. And, um, that just, you know, I was, I was searching in all the wrong places. I was searching in all the, for me, I was just, I wasn't looking in the right places because everything can, would, you know, kind of, uh, blossom for a moment or, you know, two years or something, but everything would always fall apart. So for example, you know, jobs, different jobs that I was doing would just kind of end and relationships would end. And it just seemed that there was no really solid, secure foundation for, for in any area of my life. So 
um, I was, I turned to Kundalini yoga and that definitely provided some relief. There was definitely relief along my journey, um, with meditation, with yoga, with Reiki, um, tarot cards, you know, the, the cards that have different, you know, positive affirmations and mindset work and, you know, definitely, um, relief was experienced, but, what happened um, after about 12 years of a spiritual search for not only the truth, but really uh, also community, healthy, a healthy community, healthy connections. Uh, after 12 years, um, <clears throat> what happened was I encountered Jesus Christ and I was not seeking Jesus. I was not seeking a relationship with, with Jesus Christ, but everything that I had been seeking on that path toward the truth and healthy connection and relationship, um, that's where it led me straight into the arms of Jesus Christ. And so what happened was a slow deterioration of all of those paths that I was on. They all just kind of petered out and what happened was I was really, I, and I only know this now, now that I'm saved, now that I have a relationship with Jesus, because now the foundation is just completely secure. I don't question anything about my life. You know, it's not that everything is, is like easy, but I trust in our Heavenly Father. I trust in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit and Heavenly Father. And so when things are unknown, I, I'm totally fine with that. I don't have anxiety or fear around that. Um, and so what I want to say is that I only can say this now, but at the time I didn't realize it. But what brought me to my knees and into a space of complete surrender was the falling apart of my business, which was creating a sense of financial security. And now I can know that I was really leaning on money as a, what, what I would call now an idol. Like it was my idol. I put it as a, as a, if I knew I was going to be making enough money to pay the bills and put food on my table, especially as a single mom, then I, you know, Misha was safe. Misha, everything would be okay as long as we had the money. And it doesn't mean that I was making tons of money, but there was always enough like coming in from my business doing, um, you know, I had a yoga studio for five years and then I went online and I was teaching yoga, but plus also like wellness, um, mental wellness, emotional wellness, relational connection, um, along with a little bit of yoga. So I started to move from the brick and mortar to online. And what happened was right before I encountered Jesus and I was saved, what happened was my business went from, you know, making pretty good money regularly, consistently with women who could easily pay for the offerings that I was um, sharing. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> Within about a week, it just changed. Like the women that could pay, could they were not showing up anymore. And the women that were coming were women that were in severely, severely abusive relationships. Um, some of them turning to alcohol, drugs, prostitution, homelessness. They had children. Um, they had seen some of my posts on Facebook. And so they were all of a sudden just this different kind of a different woman was coming to me for support, but they could not pay. And my heart wanted to support them. And at the same time, I was like curious why all the other programs that I was offering and different, you know, sharings and group coachings, no one that had money was, was coming. So it was only women that could not pay. And I was like, this is, this is strange. Like, why, why is this happening? Because you know, then I was, you know, believing in God, source, creator, universe, just, you know, all paths lead to, to God and to heaven. And, 
you know, God, source, creator, whatever you believe. I mean, that's, and I did, I just thought I believe in God and I believe in mother earth and I believe in the universe and I believe in, I'm a Scorpio. And, you know, so I didn't really know my path to God, but it didn't matter to me then. And so that's relevant because you'll hear later in the testimony that that's what actually was creating a lot of my insecurity and instability within me. Because once I was encountered by Jesus Christ, I, it became very clear in an instant that there's only one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ, and that everything that's written in the Bible is actually true, which I didn't know because I didn't read the Bible before that. I you know, grew up in a family that did not that did not believe in God. And so I, my, my search all of those years for 45 years was to really just know, like, what do I believe? And, you know, what, what do, you know, what religion am I, or do I believe in religion or, you know, how, who is God? You know, there's many questions. And what happened was the money wasn't coming in all of these lovely, beautiful women that needed support who I could help um, very easily. Um, and without any stress, you know, but as long as I had money coming in, you know, but if I couldn't pay my bills or put, you know, food on the table, that's the, that's the part that really was stressing me. So I, I, I realized I'm, I'm stressed now. And what happened was at that time, what I was doing was, um, I was doing a lot of inner child healing or what we would know as connecting with the wounded child inside, and I had created this kind of like framework for connecting with at the time what I call the inner family foundation. And so I would, when I would go through something difficult, I would go to God with the little G God. Uh, and I would also go to inner my inner mother and inner father. And I would have these like pretend conversations with inner mother and inner mother and inner father. And um, I, one day I just sat down and I said to inner, my inner mother, I said, I don't know what to do. Like all of these women are coming. I don't know what to do. The money's not coming in. Why is this happening? There must be something going on that is happening for me, but I don't know what it is. And um, I heard inner mother say to me, get on your hands and your knees and pray to Jesus Christ. And I was like, I don't, I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm like, who's like, why would I talk to Jesus Christ? I mean, I believe in God. And what was interesting is that I had started reading little, little bits of scripture from the Bible about three months prior. Um, but it was just here and there, like just something in me. And now I know it was the Holy Spirit. It was Jesus. He was courting me. He was coming after me. And he, you know, once I encountered him, he showed me all the places where he was in my life. But there was, it wasn't, it didn't come out of the blue is what I want to say. But at the time it felt like Jesus Christ, like, what, what do you mean? Like, how do I get on my knees and like start talking to Jesus Christ? I want to talk to you and her mother. And she was like, nope, you're going, you're going to Jesus Christ now. And I'm like, okay. So I got on my knees and I just like, I, you know, I, I would remember like seeing pictures of like, you know, little kids like getting on their hands and their knees and like praying to, to Jesus Christ. But I, you know, I didn't really know how to do it, but I just, you know, in my wounded, like fear, all of that fear, like how am I going to pay the bills and do I support all of these women and just trust the universe? Do I dare trust the universe? So I said to Jesus, this was the first time I ever like said his name out loud and talked to him. And I said, Jesus, I don't know who you are, but my inner mother is just telling me that I need to connect with you. And I, and I guess I want to know who you are. I just, I want to know who you are. I want to know who you are, Jesus. And I just started saying, Jesus, Jesus, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And he just came and I felt a warm love that I never, ever, 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 ever experienced. And I knew in an instant. And it was like everything in my, my heart and in my mind started to just ding, 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 like know the yeah, truth. Like equanimity. Now, my question is, is so then this experience happens. 
then how I just thought fast doesn't matter, but I bet it was fast. I'm guessing how quickly did the identities that you had held onto for dear life, your whole life saying, this is what's going to get me to God or whatever. How fast did they shift? Mm, that's such a great question. And uh, how many did you drop? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's funny. <laughs> I'm realizing there's so many identities <laughs> that I had built, you know, many identities, many false identities. How long did it take to release? They're still being released, but and that's the process called sanctification. I am going through sanctification and will be for the rest of my living days. But Can I would you define that? Can you define what sanctification is for the listeners? And yeah. Me? yeah. So sanctification is a process where Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and our Heavenly Father um, sets us apart so to go through sanctification process, you, 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 we are set apart from the world or what we would know as a non-following, like we're set apart from who we are before we knew Jesus. And we're set apart now into the body of Christ and knowing who we are, our identity and authority in Jesus Christ as a daughter or son of God of a child of God. And so sanctification is just that process where there's pruning going on. There is um, also conviction, like showing. So he showed me all the areas where I was blind sinning. I didn't really believe in sin or know really what sin truly was. And so he showed me where I had been sinning and how that had created many negative consequences in my life to slowly give death to my, like I was slowly dying. My, my soul was dying inside. Yeah. And that's why I always felt lost. So I would say that like probably the biggest identity was the identity that I am lost and seeking. So I, that identity died and I went into like, you're found and you are a child of God and there is nothing that will ever ever harm you ever again. So I went from fear to total faith, but it has taken time. I mean, it's been a year and a half. And now when you say sinning, can you give like examples of the things that were like taken away that would, you would, I mean, I guess I would, and my like idea of what a sin is, I more call them, I guess the word is contaminations in your life. Like I kind of look at like, I don't sin. I don't really understand the word I do, but I don't, you know, like contaminations. Yeah. Like I, I kind of look at things in your life that are like you, your ego thinks you really need them. Like maybe it's like friends, like you were, you, it was inside of you. So you attract it. And then you're like, why is that friend so chaotic? Or why is that friend involved in that? It's like, well, you are too, but you don't see it within you. Or, you know, and so it's like a contamination that's creating this like disharmony. And when you kind of let go of contaminations, they create more harmony. And anytime for me, when I'm feeling contaminated, like when something's out of harmony, I actually physically go through like a fast like oh my gosh oh my gosh because I'm in so much harmony most of the time so when something comes into my field like a person that's disharmonious and they try to sort of fight with me I'm like a, a puppy I'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh you know and then it it works itself out and it always creates more harmony in the end so how did that happen for you um yeah so in in walking with Jesus it became clear to me that I have, I was born a sinner. I have a sinful nature that, uh, and, and now I believe that we all do. So what maybe you refer to as contaminations, I would, I now see as the sinful nature that draws us to do things that brings disharmony to not only us, but to others and deeply grieves God's soul and heart. It grieves God when we when we have an abortion, it grieves God. When we um, when we have sex before marriage, because 
those are just two things that I did. You know, I had sex before marriage and I had two abortions and I did not realize how they had affected my inner um, sense of peace. And it was because I, in, in some way, my soul knew that I had grieved God's heart so deeply, but because it was a blind sin, I did not know I was sinning. I did not know Jesus. And I did not know the 10 commandments in a way that would allow me to follow them and, and surrender and obey to them at that time in my life. That that's what they call being reborn again is, is when the Holy Spirit comes and chooses us and we surrender and accept the invitation to enter into the body of Christ. It's just known. It's like the Holy Spirit will reveal things and teach you things, teach us things, taught me things that now I don't see the way I used to. Now I, I know that I was a sinner and I was actually not all the things that I thought I was healing from. I thought I was only healing from trauma and I was healing from trauma. There was sexual trauma, neglect. There was all kinds. But really, the thing that healed me 100% was that I finally realized I'm a sinner. And when I do something that grieves my Heavenly Father's heart, I need to come into confession and say, Lord God, please help me. Please help me. Please purify me. Please sanctify me. Please, Lord God because I want to walk in your way. And then when I stopped walking my way, Misha's way, and I started to go in God's way, that's when everything cleared. And now I don't, I don't know. I don't see it as people showing up in my field and they're a reflection of me anymore because that for me, that was getting me in circles. I was looping like, Oh, that person just mirroring what, is inside of me. But then all of a sudden, like somebody really, really, really toxic would come around me. And I'm like, checking myself. I'm like, do I do that? And I have to say that the answer was no. Yeah. Okay. There's for this, there's two questions I have. And this was like leading into that. Okay. I, I don't know what to say it, how to say it, but there is something on this planet happening with like a war or whatever. We know that that's happening. And I believe even though very woo-woo spiritual people know it and the very, 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 you know, people that follow Jesus, there's a war occurring, right? Yeah. And one thing, my first question is, which we'll go back to that. My first question is, is what does the Holy Spirit feel like to you? And how would you, I guess, define it to people? I define it as like an active force that moves things for you and you can feel it. And for me, it shakes me. Like it's shit. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. And it's, it's scary. Cause, and it's like the more, I guess you could say energy. I don't know. The more you can hold, the more powerful it can move. I think it'll move with you. Second, do you feel that the cleaner you get, the more the darkness comes kind of at you and you kind of are attacked sometimes and you have to just sort of like move past the attacks, something like that. Like, I don't, that's not the right description of it, but it, you know. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Holy Spirit, um, Holy Spirit will never force. Holy Spirit will never shake. Holy Spirit will never feel scary. Like, does it ever feel like a piece? Like it's like a, Peace that just moves. I, I mean, like, not like a, like, I'm not saying a force for me when I'm getting things shaken out of my life that are out of harmony, that's what shakes. But I feel like the Holy Spirit is so powerful. It can move anything like that's what, or whatever you call, you call the Holy Spirit. I don't know what it is, yeah. but like, it just moves things. Like it just makes things happen just precisely. It's like, no, you're not supposed to do that. You're going to do this. And somehow we're going to realign you to do that. So your ego doesn't get in the way in the there you go. And yeah. you land it. Yes. Yes. I would say that the Holy Spirit is, um, the Holy Spirit is a person for me. He's a person in the supernatural, like Jesus, like the Heavenly Father. And he, he directs the, he directs my life and 
it is very clear when the Holy Spirit is directing my life and when I, in my own will or flesh, is directing out of my fleshly desire or my fleshly thinking that I need something. But instead, now the Holy Spirit, as long as I'm surrendered and I'm not trying to steer the ship, then in my surrendered state, in my experience, I feel how the Holy Spirit directs my life in ways that I never would ever in my imagination ever even think of. Can you give an example of like a couple of things that have happened? Yeah. um, You know, when I was saved, I lived in Costa Rica and I had moved there at a time when the, um, you know, when COVID was, was really ramping up and there was so much fear in the United States. And I just wanted to get away from all of that fear. And so I went to Costa Rica. I got saved in Costa Rica. I had a Holy Spirit encounter. It was such a beautiful process. And then all of a sudden, I just could sense that there's something shifting, but I didn't know what it was, but it was a, it was like a, a knowing that the Holy Spirit was revealing to me, I'm going to move you now. I'm going to move you. You're, but, but I just kept sensing we're going to move, but I didn't know where or how or what. And then um, one day I woke up and the Holy Spirit was very clear. You're leaving Costa Rica you're going back to California, you are going to back to the States. And that's all the Holy Spirit said to me. And I was like, but what what's going to be next? And it was literally a, he did not give me, he would give me little increments at a time. And in between the increments, I had to trust. No, I didn't know the plan, but he knew the plan. So for example, I would sit, well, the morning I woke up and it was just like, get on. Like it was my being, my whole being knew I have to get on to the, you know, computer. I need to get the tickets out of Costa Rica. I need to go back to the States. I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know how I'm going to work. I don't know what, like so many questions in my flesh, but the Holy Spirit was very clear. And so it was like, ding, 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 got back to the States. But then I'm like, now what? And it was like silence. I didn't hear anything. And in the Bible, it says like, you know, keep asking, wait, and you will be directed. That which you're concerned about will be perfect, will be perfected by your Lord and Savior. So what happened in those times where I wasn't he- hearing from Holy Spirit in prayer I went to the Bible, I went to the word, and then I just, things, it's like all of a sudden, Holy Spirit started to reveal different scripture, which is what happens. Now, all of a sudden, the Bible becomes living, like living, where before I would read the Bible when I wasn't fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit, and I would read the words, but they would just not really like land with me, like I couldn't totally connect with them, but once I... I said to the Holy Spirit, I I am yours. I am yours. And he basically said to me, you are mine. I've chosen you. And that's another time. Like he just came into my body and was like my mind and heart. Like I've chosen you. You are mine. My will be done. Not your will, but my will be done. And all of a sudden scripture started to come to me, sister. It was like, I knew that scripture is my way through. And when I don't know the answer and I'm not hearing from Holy Spirit, I go to my Bible and then the scripture will just, so the Holy Spirit will, will reveal the plan and the path for acknowledge his, acknowledge the Lord and he shall set your path straight but he will only give it in increments, especially in the times where he's building our faith and our trust and our surrender and our obedience to him. So that's how I experienced those moments of Holy Spirit just coming through. And what I want to say is it's like in my experience was very peaceful. It's like a directing that is, you know, that's, that's where I go. 
Holy Spirit will when the way that people experience Holy Spirit, and I'm sure all Christians would say this, or I don't even there's people followers of Christ, followers of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit is a peace beyond all understanding. And right. there it's is, the peace of every day of like the equanimity, the groundedness, the things flowing and the just being with family, those kind of moments. Now, when you have these kind of things come in, like we're talking about the, the disharmony or the, that's, is that even the right word? Dis, disharmony. Yeah. Um, how do you handle it now compared to the past? I just, um, I just go talking to Jesus. I just say, Jesus, show me through your lens how you want me to see this experience I'm having right now. And then he reveals what's really happening. He reveals what's happening in the supernatural, in the heavenlies. And then he un- he shows me on earth as it is in heaven, how he wants me to um, respond in a way that is both loving and truthful. So you arrived to the United States and then what? I lived Things in, come together for you. Yeah, I lived uh, in a trailer at my in my sister's backyard. And I didn't, uh, at that time, I, I stopped my business because I didn't feel that I could support women the way that I had been doing for 12 years, um, helping them heal from trauma. I didn't feel I could do that. I needed to do what I thought was like now real healing with Jesus. So I really just, um, I did not work. I lived in the trailer. My daughter started a new school. Um, and what the Holy Spirit told me to do was not work for a while and just help my sister and her two children and her husband. And I didn't really know what that meant, but it he showed me, he revealed it to me day by day. So for about six months, I just, I made dinners for my sister and her family and I spent time with them and I read my Bible and I, I prayed every day to strengthen my, my, my relational connection with the Lord. And, um, I didn't have money coming in and I really, he really stripped me of any, um, fear of not having money. And he stripped me of my thoughts and desires and wishes for worldly things. So like I, he just showed me how content I could be with absolutely no money. And he showed me how content and happy I could be with just living in a dirty little old trailer. And that that's enough as long as I have him. So he, he, he stripped everything and it was really a special time. And then I started to pray for a job and I did receive a job. And it was working for a property management company, a woman who is a millionaire, tons of money. And I got a really good job making a lot of good money. So I went from no money to making a lot of money. But uh, like you said earlier, when the light of of Christ was now in me, uh, that is uh, when the spiritual warfare really started to kick in. Um, and a lot of, so it's like the the more... Uh, she, she was quite um, unhealed and very wounded, but also saying that she believed in Christ. But I could tell that she was not filled with the Holy Spirit. There's no judgment there, but she really had not surrendered her life to Christ. And I had surrendered my life to Christ. And so I think that she really, like the first time I worked there, she said to me, I just like having you here because I just feel safe and calm when I'm around you. And I said, well, that's the Holy Spirit. That's that's not really me. I can't take credit for that. That's really the Holy Spirit. And she didn't really understand what I meant, but I knew what, the, you know, the Holy Spirit was trying to talk to her to let her know that, you know, this is just Holy Spirit and you can have this too, but it does require surrender. So I tried to like let her know that, but she was very busy and like doing things and making money and manifesting and all the things but I just was like, I was just there to support her business. And I really wanted to help her business grow. And I was very genuine in my heart. But 
what happened was, is that I, I, what I, what the Lord showed me was that it was, it was too much too soon for her. It was like the, everybody else in her team was very much focused on how much money are we making? How well is the business doing? We're going to keep manifesting. We're going to have, you know, we're going to acquire more, more homes and more cars. And I just was like, you know, living in a trailer. (laughs) And I had just experienced this profound thing with the Holy Spirit, which allowed me to just like have a joy beyond all understanding with absolutely no money and not really knowing what was going to happen next. So I think there was just such a dichotomy between where she's at and her life and her walk with the Lord and where I was at. And that's really like the enemy started to really come in and there were so many attacks. She was so, she became very bitter, resentful, angry, lashed out at me. And um, before I was saved, I definitely would have like tried to protect myself and try to like, you know, say the truth, say my truth or, you know, just like meditated away or whatever. But what happened was the Holy Spirit showed me exactly what was going on. And he really protected me with the armor of God. And he gave me the right things to say without me even having to know what it was. And eventually, you know, it just became clear that it was, I was just showering love that upon her because I knew it was only love that would take her out. I was the person that was the most resource to be around all of her toxicity in a way that was just totally loving. And I wasn't trying to do anything. I wasn't trying to help her, but I was just, the Holy Spirit was really, really showing me what true love was in the, in, but what happened was, is that the enemy got a hold of her. It was like, it was too much. And she ended up, um, she ended up laying me off and I lost my job. And and then I went back to no money. I went back to no money. And I'm like, okay, God, what, what are you doing here, Lord? <laughs> what you doing here, God? And, but by then I had already, you know, secured where I'm living now in a, you know, in, in a comfortable home for my daughter. And I threw that, that, that um, job. And then the Lord basically just told me, I don't want you working for anybody else. And I'm going to build you. I'm going to build your ministry and I'm going to build your, a, a new business for you. And so now I just, I, I pray and I just wait until he tells me what to do. And so now, now I receive, you know, now I, I make it every single month and it's because now I'm, I'm helping people with faith-based coaching and life coaching and helping people connect more closely to the Lord and teaching healthy, loving, relating um, from a faith-based perspective and bringing family restoration. So he's basically showed me how to like biblically connect all of the things I was learning about healthy, loving, relating and family restoration. And now I, now I, I work with families and helping them overcome the strongholds of the enemy that keep them locked in fear and shame and coming more into a faith-based way of living. So tell me what would be some of the things that for families that you have seen, just a couple examples that you've helped families through of, of what was the word you used? Um, restoration? Yeah, restoration, but also you're saying like the things that can separate families. Like what are the major, five major ones? Yeah, first one is the cycle of uh, shame and blame. Any sort of cycle of shame and blame will start the disconnect. And actually it's scriptural. The first dysfunctional family was Adam and Eve because they disobeyed God in the garden of Eden. And then they did not take responsibility for it. And they blamed each other and they blamed and said, no, she made me eat the apple. And he, he, he opened the garden to uh to the snake to the serpent and they didn't just own and take responsibility and basically confess to the lord and so when we don't confess when we do something and we instead point fingers in a family like adam and eve did that is where that's the that's like the first sin is not obeying the lord so i would say that like shame and blame that that cycle disobeying the Lord. Um, when there's disobedience and we do things that doesn't please the Lord, it can create that self shame inside of ourselves because we know we're actually going against the Lord. And so whether we know or believe in the Lord's commandments or not, it is happening internally. And so when that shame is there, it's really uncomfortable for people. So I would say that shame, blame, disobedience to God, 
um, not taking ownership and responsibility verbally for the ways in which they're each one of us is showing up. So basically wanting the other person to change is always a cause of, of a family breakdown, wanting the other person to change instead, just taking a look at the self. Um, I would also say like denial, denial of abuse where there is abuse happening. Um, that really can tear people apart um, in ways where there's no healthy boundaries and healthy communication. So denial. Um, what is that? Shame and blame. I'm trying to think of five. Shame and blame. Fear. The spirit. When the spirit of fear enters into the home and there is no faith, um, then the spirit of fear can just rip apart families as well because then there becomes this need to control or... Um, create something without the without the guidance of God and then in our so it's like fear will make our flesh respond and react in ways that are going to create more harm but when we're more in the spirit and we are living faithfully and we have that foundation with God with God and Jesus in our heart we then can respond from a faith-based um, mind and heart. So fear. And if I were to say one more is, um, What about victimhood? Playing is a victim yeah. part of like shame, blame, and like vi victim, and I guess it's a part of all of that. That's kind of like I, I feel like that that's the yeah. house that holds it. Yeah, victimhood definitely yes, because mm -hmm. that's that's self pity, mm -hmm. and it keeps the person locked into they and me, or you know, and so uh, yes, exactly yes, mm -hmm. and so really, what can empower a person? coming out of the victimhood is to see that um, when they can take their personal responsibility for their own path out of that pain, they can take their own personal responsibility. But now, you know, walking with Jesus, it's, I see now that where, where if Jesus is not in the middle of that, it's like, the, the full healing of those wounds from the traumas and sins against us, they can't ever be fully, fully healed until Jesus comes in and actually heals those and puts all the pieces together. And so when he's there, victimhood is easy. It, it, it's easier to come out of victimhood because it's just, it's like the healing, just the Lord will start to re, uh, heal the heart and renew the mind naturally. And um, then it becomes more about when the Bible says, put others before yourself, you can do that when you're really authentically, truly living in dwelling with Holy spirit, because now those there's a wholeness inside that does not need to 
try to even heal with the other person because it's we've already healed with with Jesus. And so now I can even support all the people that hurt me and traumatized me the most who have never said sorry, that we're just doing it out of their own wounds. Like they were hurting me out of their own unhealed wounds, but they also don't have a relationship with God through Jesus. And so now that I'm the one that has a relationship with God through Jesus, I can just love them exactly where they're at. And it, I don't feel like I'm losing myself or my integrity or my dignity because I don't even feel the pain anymore of that. Those, all those terrible, nasty things they did. I don't even feel it. And when you went through these changes, what was the hardest thing to release? Like, was it some, like, did you lose a lot of friends? Did you, or did it even matter? I did lose a lot of friends. Yeah. I didn't, it didn't matter to me. I mean, it was painful, but I knew that, um, the, the Lord had a new life for me. And so I was like more excited about the new life that he had. So I would say probably the hardest thing was discovering that the 45 years, 46 years of my life before him was like, that I lived so long without him. Mm. It was grieving. I was like, I can't, can't believe it. But, and he held me in that time. And I was angry. I was angry at all of the things that the enemy deceived me for. That's really, so the first was, was like realizing that he was not, I didn't know him, but then he, what he did for me there was he healed me by showing me all the times he was there in all of those moments. He showed me every single time. And it was like, 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 wow, like so healing. He literally would wake me up in the middle of the night and show me and just to tears. And then that, then those memories would get healed. Then when that was done, then the anger, anger at all those years I did the things Reiki and the Kundalini yoga and the plant medicine and the, and the, all the ways that I was seeking healing, I was mad. I was mad. And if I'm honest, there's still a part of me that's still angry <laughs> because, but I know that he's using it. So what, what I want to say is he's using what the enemy meant for evil for good, because as I share my process with people out of the new age and coming to Jesus, there's now women that are leaving all of their, like things are breaking down in their life. And they're like, I don't know where else to go, but something's telling me that I got to reach out to you. And then I'm like, Oh, that's really interesting because that's the Holy spirit talking to you. If you're reaching out to me, cause I will not like, I mean, I'm walking, I'm pretty like narrow with the Holy spirit. Like I told you before. Right. And uh, so I'm able to speak to their questions in a really, um, clear and very passionate way. Like, so I can speak it clear to them and you know, it's, it feels good to be able to, there's a, it's like a righteous anger. Like it's just how Jesus, when he flipped the tables and he had a righteous anger and there is a, a place for, for that to be there when there is injustice, but it's just important as the Bible says, to not then act out of that anger, but to bring it to the Lord and ask how the actions can come forth without harming or hurting anyone, but also at the same time speaking the truth. So what I want to say is that that feeling of being deceived and the anger about it, it allows me to speak the truth and not be afraid of when I am persecuted because I'm persecuted a lot. You know, people saying there's many ways to God and, you know, how can you, you know, you're being so judgmental and you're not being very tolerant. And, and I understand where they're at. Cause let me say, I, I, I walked that path. I used to say that for years, but then when Jesus saved me, it's just like the, the scales just came off my eyes. And now I'm not a people pleaser anymore. And I don't really care if people are hurting anymore, not from a standpoint where I want them to hurt, but I know that their pain is what's actually going to take them closer to Jesus. So I can love them through that process and also stand in the truth of Christ. Hmm. And how, this is kind of the last couple of questions. Yeah. So the simplicity, it's, it's what it sounds like just to kind of wrap up. It sounds like 
He created a sense of simplicity within your life so that you could have a relationship with him and took away all of the, what we'll call contaminations or, you know, things that were deterring you away from the solid relationships that you could just have that time. And then you had to go through this period of just not working to trust that whatever was supposed to be blooming in your life. Now, in that period of like not working, was there podcasts or books you would listen, read that were like, got you, that helped you with your deepening your commitment, I guess? Yeah, there's um, a woman that I really liked. Her name is Sarah Aziz. And she has a YouTube channel. Um, it's called Now Bloom by Sarah Aziz. And I, 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 I watched all of her videos. Um, she's a woman that, I, you know, much younger than me, uh, but she had been walking with the Lord for, you know, for some time. And um, she also like had a program that I joined to learn more about walking with the Lord and um, integrating more Christian faith-based coaching, life coaching. Um, so yeah, I, that was, that was it. Like it was her and the Bible and I joined her community. So I re- went right into like a, you know, a Christian community of women and mm-hmm. they really helped me. I needed them like so much because I had to learn how to, the, the spiritual warfare was so intense. It was like, I was persecuted left and right by people. Oh, it was like, out of just, and I was like, wow, like this is so, I felt like what the Lord was teaching me was how to armor up and be a soldier for truth, soldier for the Lord. And those girls, those women and those young women, they they really had been walking with the Lord and they understood spiritual warfare. And so as I was in the transition period, they just, they prayed over me. And they prayed over me and they prayed over me more because I was really facing all of the, all of the fear and all of the shame and going through, you know, the Lord is convicting me and yeah, but he, he, he provided all of the right community and, and definitely her YouTube channel really helped me. Mm, That's so helpful. I know. (laughs) Um, And then how can women find you? I, you know, I, when I reached out to you, something happened because everything shifted in my life, which I haven't even spoken about really, but um I had this woman that wrote me and she was more into, she was like a psychic. And I was like, yeah, you could be on my, my web. Like I haven't had those. I haven't had a podcast for a while. Cause I was doing so many personal things in my life. And then she, and I said, I said, I don't think she's going to be into me telling her not to, to go woo woo, you know, like on the podcast. Like I just like, cause some of her stuff was, you know, I was going to tell her like, let's like, what's your thing about, you know? And then she, I said, I prayed that one. I was like, am I supposed to, you know, interview this person? And she called and canceled. She was like, I can't see you. I can't meet you. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know? And then I, and then I heard, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Like, if I want to start this podcast again, who do you want me to start with? And I heard your name. And I heard your name. So I wrote you. And I was like, I heard your name and I was like so loud and clear. And I was like, okay, so here we go. Oh (laughs) my gosh. And it was like a redirection, like in anything that you, you're, you get so redirected. And I was like, nope. And it was no big deal, you know? Oh, I love that so much. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Jesus. How do people find you if they want to like, um, huh? Jesus wants to get your heart, girl. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> how do people find you if they they want to learn more from you? Yeah, um, I have a website, mishabasma.com, M-E-I-S-H-A-B-O-S-M-A, and that's where you can find me. Great. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you.